Welcome and thanks so much for tuning in today. Here's the thing, you guys. This is what you need to know about more Jody. I'm the girl who says what everyone is thinking, unapologetically myself, all the time. The goal of this podcast is to help you go unfiltered. We use so many covers to hide our true selves, and it's time to stop living your life according to what the ideal police think you should be doing and step into who you were created to be. More vulnerable, more authentic, and more free. Monica Hill loves to learn and push boundaries. A few years ago, she hired a coach with a five-year plan to open a yoga studio. She did this plan in one year. Monica is the living, breathing example of what you can accomplish when you stay committed to a tangible plan. She is as grounded as she is driven, and this episode is for everyone looking to grow themselves personally or in business with grounding and intention. I know you will love this episode. It's very challenging. Stick with us till the end. Monica Hill of Kula Yoga Monica, welcome to the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my favorite yoga teacher, my favorite yogi. So I have had the joy of being pulled by you. That's what I would call it. I've had the joy of being pulled by you. We are in a mastermind together and we basically had, we had the same coach in the past and that's kind of how we have come to find each other, but you are a true force of nature. I'm so energized by you. I am motivated by you. Um, Every week I get to meet with you and be pulled on. Even the weeks where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do much this week. Then I find out what Monica's doing. And then I want (laughs) to do all the things Monica does. And then this January, when we decided the motto for our mastermind was do less to be more in the same way that you pulled me up you calmed me down and grounded me. So I'm just so thankful to know you, to be in relationship with you. And I'm so honored that, and just thrilled that we get to have this group together with our our dear friend, Jo Lynn also, she's part of our trio. And that I get to be a part of that, being inspired by you, that I get to grow alongside you and encourage you in your business. And so I was super excited to have you on the podcast. You were a little reluctant at first, a little bit like crickets, I think when I first (laughs) asked you, but I, you know, you, you created your own business and you've just really taken it. Um, and it's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It has not been easy, but you, and obviously you add pandemic to that, which is like our favorite topic, um, add the frustration of that. And, you know, navigating that with kids at home and you are a mother of four. And so I'm super excited to have you on here. So why don't you tell my listeners all about Monica, tell us all about Monica and you know, what led you to start Kula Yoga Monica and yeah, about your journey. Yeah. Thank you so much. Those are (laughs) <laughs> it's a pretty gracious buildup and it's reciprocated a thousand times. Um, so I live in a small town in Alberta, really, really small town. Like you said, I have four kids. My partner and I have four kids and how old are your kids? <laughs> my kids are 10, seven, four, and two. So that's so- a big handful, like a very busy handful. Yeah, it's a lot of kids. It's a sure. lot of people are, in your house. We are significantly <laughs> outnumbered as yeah. adults. Yeah, they run the world for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my journey to yoga was a little bit unexpected. I always knew that I wanted to, I felt like I was meant to serve and to make a meaningful impact 
maybe not in the Oprah scale, but I felt like I was, I was put on the planet for a purpose. And I think for many, many moons, I really wasn't sure what that purpose was. And I still feel a little bit shocked at what I am learning to lean into as my purpose. But between our second and third kids, I had a guttate psoriasis flare. And if you're not familiar with guttate psoriasis, it's kind of like physically, I would describe it as like the chicken pox of psoriasis. Oh. So it's super aggressive. I don't know where having no history with anything like that. My body was just covered in tiny spots and it took a lot of digging and initially the doctors didn't really know what it was didn't really give me an answer it's telling me it was dry skin before it went full out and the long and short of it is that i was led to a naturopathic doctor eventually i was resistant to medicine because i <laughs> i just feel like rashes are kind of fascinating and if your right. body is that there's something going on yeah. and i wasn't really curious in or interested in throwing a band-aid on it Right. I wanted to get to the root and um, yeah, so I was led to a naturopathic doctor who told me essentially that the issue was with my connective tissue. So I just had to just fix my connective tissue. So what? that, yeah. Okay. So that, that's uh, crazy. Like as in your muscles, as muscles connective tissue. Yeah, so he's telling me that like psoriasis is autoimmune, but he was telling me that the the guttate psoriasis that I had and the flare that I had was obviously stress was a big factor, which okay. it is with everything. And there were a lot of moving parts at that stage in my life. But um, I was more like cut to the chase. Right. What do we have to do here to fix this? And he said, well, you need to deal with your connective tissue, which I mean, if somebody told you that, what the heck? So that ultimately led me to yin yoga, which the focus in yin yoga is on the fascia and the connective tissue. If you're not, I know you're familiar with it, but if anybody listening is unfamiliar with yoga yeah. or yin yoga, so you hold these shapes for anywhere from one to six minutes. The focus is different than in a yang practice. And for me, for many that are yang by nature, it was super, super difficult to to stay still to shut down to stop doing for that amount of time but knowing that I had the angle of like the rash was the rash the psoriasis was really aggressive so it was a really good motivator to figure no it kidding. out and so I just leaned in and it was really really hard at the beginning and I just did it more and continued to show up and just struggle through it and developed a powerful love for yin and it totally transforms kind of what I thought was possible in a yoga practice. I think I always kind of had a misconception of what it is and what it could potentially do, but just seeing how it was able to reset me on a deeper level, which the, the flair ultimately did cure. And I, or did leave. And I don't think it's exclusively from yin yoga. I think it was a whole combination of things, but I think that was a really powerful ingredient and seeing what was possible for me just really got me fired up. 
and ultimately led me to taking my 200 hour training and converting, we converted our carport into a studio space and the rest is history. Here we are. Which is so beautiful. I love your <laughs> studio. And we've never met in real life, which now is feels crazy because I feel like we've been masterminding together for probably almost a year, I guess. So to have never met is crazy, but yeah, your studio is beautiful. And I do your yoga on YouTube and you also have a regular class schedule every month that you put up. Um, but yeah, that's really neat. I did not know that. So I love hearing that. And yeah, just that there's, I love that you're, I love how, how deep you, how deeply you look at everything. You don't take anything really at face value. And that's, I think one of your superpowers and, and you're the most, one of the most driven people. I don't, I think I've ever met. So it's so, so that's why when I say that about yoga, it's because I think of most yogis as like a real kind of like free spirit, you know, and, and you're just like, you're like an absolute businesswoman that fell in love with yoga. Like that's how it feels, right? It was like business in your heart first and then yoga came next and you just like put it together in a really powerful way and it's growing and booming for you and it's really exciting. Um, what has that been like? So when did you open um, your studio? Yeah, so I took my um, I took my 200 hour and renovated in the summer of 2019. I started running classes. So I'd started teaching my training, you know, we kind of hit all the marks, but I really wanted to start with yin and find my feet there before moving on. And I started teaching yin in studio, I think it was either the end of September or beginning of October in 2019. And yeah, it was totally, it 100% is my field of dreams, just built Aww. it and then you know, my mom came and she brought her friends and some of my friends came and yeah. And the, I'm just really lucky that the community has been so supportive and there's been a market for it. So I'm able to keep doing it. Well, and especially I think yeah, so to bring healing at a time when, or, and, and to diffuse people's stress in a time when people need that more than ever to, to play a role in that is so special. Yeah, so I have now been teaching online longer than I have taught in person, which is oh, wild. Wow. <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I think about when I first heard about you, didn't know you, we had the same coach. And I think my coach had said something like you had a five-year plan to open a yoga studio and then you did it within a year. <laughs> which is just yeah. that's just like I want to say classic Monica that's <laughs> just like if people know you they're like oh yeah she did really fast um what what made you decide to do it as a business instead of just going to yoga yeah so there isn't there wasn't at the time really much around here there's I guess now I've kind of found out a little bit more as I'm doing it but there was a gal who was teaching it um she would just rent the hall in town and she taught oh, okay. a few classes a week but she um was or is older and was kind of doing it I think as a hobby and just wanted to move on and do other things so the timing was really excellent because she had lucky for me 
kind of introduced it to our community. Yeah. You know, started to familiarize people with it. And then I was able to step in and just kind of run with it, oh, which is, a, you know, I mean, <laughs> it feels like the alchemist, right? Like if yeah. you, yeah, the whole world conspires to make it happen. And that's really, I kind of asked for it to play out in a better way. Maybe not the pandemic, but I think yeah. it's a lot of opportunity that I would never have came into at this pace otherwise. Well, and if you could, so how old are you? How you're 36. 36. If you could see, if you could talk to Monica five years ago, what would you tell her? Yeah, I would say keep putting one foot in front of the other. That's it. Just trust the journey and let go of the results. I think for, I feel like there was, a long chunk of life where I didn't, I didn't really feel like I was walking into something powerful. I just felt like at some point I was going to do something meaningful and I just didn't know what it was. And I feel like the more, the more aligned I get and the more aligned I become, I kind of am able to look back and see how those building blocks were being put in place to prepare me for where I am and where I'm headed. Well, and so many people struggle with um, sort of like, a, oh, I don't know, I don't have a good term for this. Maybe you will. Like a preparation, paralyzing, paralyzation. Is that a, is that a word? Like they can prepare so much that then they don't just go do the thing. And I think you have definitely always just kind of taken steps in faith. Like you said, that's a perfect, I just put quotes by Monica, trust the journey and let go of the results. That is so powerful, but that's really how you've lived this out. And still when you're like, I'm not totally hundred percent clear on my purpose and it keeps kind of like changing. And I think so many people, I feel like sit back and are like, I got to wait till I got my purpose figured out. I got to wait. And you just keep taking steps and realizing that it's just going to pivot our favorite word. It's just going to pivot and kind of, um, it's like a piece of clay, right? It just kind of molds and it gets more beautiful, you know, the more time you spend with it. And so that's what I think is really cool. And that's a really good thing for people to take from this is that they just need to start doing Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think so often people are like, oh, I don't have it totally figured out. Well, the lie is that even when you have it figured out, you have it figured out because you don't or then we're dead or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That's like it. It, that's yeah. just a, a lie. And so I think that's really cool. Um, since you started. So I guess since, well, you said 2019. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, what have been the toughest, ob toughest obstacles first mental that you've maybe had to get past in that time? Yeah, for sure. Imposter syndrome, hands down. That's it. I think the having a kind of type A perfectionism driven mindset, it's really, really challenging to just trust that my message is unique. What I, mm. the sauce that I'm showing up with is unique. That's, um, yeah, that there's not a better option that would serve people better. I think that was a hard time or a hard thing for me and still is. I think there's just, I want to learn everything and I want to know everything right now. And to just lean into the idea that 
this is enough where I'm at today is enough. I'm enough right yeah. now and that it's an evolution. So just letting go of that belief that I need to know more or be more right. or yeah, that it's enough now that, <laughs> that I'm worthy of doing this. And yeah. It's incredible how, how hard that is. Cause it's like, before you can't figure out whether you should, then you do it and you do it well and you do it well really fast. And it comes together so fast that you're like, I didn't possibly create this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it's such a, a messy thing. And that's where I think that the lie is that mind games go away. Cause they don't, they just, ebb, they just change. Right. And so that's where I think, um, yeah, it's just really cool to know that when you start to see some success, then like, I, it was really funny. I got a whole bunch of fake, like bot followers, probably like, I want to say like seven months ago or something. And I was, and they just came in droves like every day. And I was like, oh, I'm getting fake famous. I don't know what's happening, but it was like such a funny thing. And, and, and then I was like, and then they, as soon as they came, they left, they were like flies or maggots, or I don't know what they were like, but they just like flew away like three days later. And it would be like, I just felt like I was just becoming less influential. Like these bots, like I knew they were bots. Cause I could tell when you went and looked at their pages and I obviously, I don't understand how, how this stuff works, but it was, it was so hard on, on my mind. Cause all I would see every day was that I'd, I'd lost 15 people. And I was like, what did I say? Right. Cause I say so many things. And so all these algorithms and stuff mess with your head too. Um, but what were the hardest literal bridges you had to cross? <laughs> the, the COVID. Oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that, so that was in March. So I had taught for seven months in the studio and then it hits and I had to cancel the last half of the month. And um, I kind of took a month to just wallow in it. And yeah. I, I had had goals of moving online at some point. I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like, but I knew that would be kind of the next step of what I wanted to do. But I really thought that was way, way far in the future. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, COVID happened and it just wasn't an option in person. And it was really scary to move online. And I think my biggest fear with it was that it felt permanent and that I was like, well, I, I'm making mistakes. I'm going to make all of these mistakes. And then people could just like watch right. the mistakes over and over, which is not, people do not like, nobody's worried about that. But that was a hundred percent the, the fear that was holding me back is that I was like, yeah. okay, it's different if I make the mistake and we're in person, we kind of laugh it off. But if I'm doing this and you're like, what are you, what are you doing recording something when, you know, you just fell or like, you didn't even say the name right. Right. Um, yeah, so that was a big challenge, but I think it's kind of phenomenal the opportunity that came out of that obstacle because I never would have pushed forward if I wasn't backed into a corner where I had to. Right. And yeah, and it's been phenomenal. And like, you love I it. I really miss the energy of people and I can't wait. Yeah. And I thrive off of that and it's going to be amazing. But the opportunity that came from having to step into it when I wasn't ready and getting through the shitty first drafts and being yeah. into the messy middle is a huge blessing that I, it's hard to say blessing and COVID kind of in the same thing, but it is <laughs> yeah. an opportunity. I'm going to be forever grateful for it. <laughs> 
Well, I, I agree. It's so funny because I complain more, probably more than most people. And I think everything's stupid and I want to throw everything well, out. Have you heard me talk about winter? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were pretty neurotic about winter. Um, and you live in the coldest place. Just kidding. You could be further north. You could be further north. Yeah. Um, but, but no, like, I think it, it's such a catch 22, right? Like I, I love even, um, all these, I love the zoom meetings and a lots of people are over all the zoom stuff, but I do love it. I had, I had stuff every night this week and all of it was just on my computer and I just mosey over and then I can still go squeeze my kids and I didn't have to drive anywhere. And I do love, I love the ways that people have optimized their business, that they have changed, that they have, you know, um, even really taken better care of themselves emotionally and mentally and physically because they aren't driving everywhere all the time and rushing to everything. And so there are a lot of great things that have come from it, but it can end now. Like we've learned all our lessons. It is finished. We are done learning the lessons. But um, when you talk about, you know, the struggle and the obstacles and my favorite thing is my favorite thing in life is authentic people. And something that I've really noticed with you in the last little while is I feel like you've really stepped into like Monica and it's, (laughs) it's fantastic. It's my favorite thing. And everyone needs to go check out Kula Yoga Monica on Instagram because she's, oh, she's just outside of her comfort zone. And she's like white girl dancing. It's it's the best. And it gives other people freedom. Like I do your yoga on YouTube regularly and you like make a little mistake or you, you know, say the wrong body part and you, you laugh out loud at yourself, which is the, just like the best safest place to be is in a place where you can laugh at yourself. And so, um, I think there's so much freedom in that because it gives other people the freedom to not be perfect and to there's, there's like your, your yoga, your YouTube yoga, that's really hard to say is fantastic. Like I feel good. I mean, yeah, same thing. I'd rather squeeze you in person, but I would never get to see your YouTube or your yoga online because you're in Huendon, Alberta. Is that how yeah. I say it? Huendon? Um, pretty much. Sort of ish. I just saw that on your website. It said that that was your address, <laughs> your PO box. Yeah. But that's so that's, that's the sort of thing is that I had the have the opportunity to participate now in something I wouldn't have had that opportunity before. And because of how natural and real you are, I don't attach to someone when I watch them online that puts off that perfect persona. I don't attach to it at all. And I will flip right by it. And that's what I love is that you, you're really embracing that. Is that really natural for you to embrace that imperfection or is that like hard for you? Um, I think humor is huge for me. I think it is a, I would say probably historically, probably a defense mechanism, but I think it's, I just think it's so essential. I, I think the, probably the older I get, I just feel like you have to laugh at yourself. You just have to. And it's, it's funny. There's just, I don't know. It's going to happen. There's going to be mistakes and you're going to, you know, say the wrong thing and trip over your words and trip over your body. Just laugh about it. And no, I think it's important too, to recognize that we're not alone in that, that I would expect, you know, there are people that are, at a higher or lower, whatever that means, flexibility level or stability level. And it's, you know, maybe they're falling out more or they're falling out less, but it's like, if we can laugh about it together and know 
Totally. We're all doing it. Hold the wall. Right? Totally. I talk, about, I talk about praying a lot in balancing poses. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, I know when I first tried Ashtanga, I did it in Hawaii and I didn't know, like, it's so funny how I go into everything. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be great at this. Yeah. Be great at it. And it was like the longest class outdoors (laughs) in Hawaii. And everything was like these crazy poses that only the people that go three days a week for 90 minutes can actually get into them. And I was like, I'm here to do this perfectly. And, and I, that's my favorite thing about yoga. It's just such a perfect, you know, metaphor for life that it's just a practice. You just keep showing up. You keep getting your mind clear. You keep bettering yourself as you do it. And I just like, that's my favorite thing about yoga. And as you know, I'm an Enneagram seven and I can't sit still. And so I joke all the time that yin is like one of my biggest struggles, but (laughs) just like everything in life, the more I show up and do yin, the better off my body is, the more like grounded I am in my mind and my heart. And these things that we doing stuff, that's not your most natural thing to do is so good and so powerful. Um, What advice do you have? What do you want the world to know about pushing through? Yeah, just that you can't get to the other side without going through the messy middle. Oh yeah. You just, there's so much. I, I feel like in not only in the pandemic, but I really struggle with, with winter. I, and I, (laughs) I'm quite public about it, but I really, it just sucks the life out of my soul. And there's a lot of days that I just know I'm like you just you keep putting one foot in front of the other and eventually you're through it you're on the other side and you can look behind and you can see it and that's I mean I think you can use that for absolutely everything just keep one foot in front of the other don't look beyond it keep the blinders on if you need the blinders on to get through it just keep going well it's such a calm way to think about it like, it's not saying go through everything, be perfect, figure it out. It's just like, just to put another foot in front. Yeah. And I think it does come back to the, you know, looking at the circles of what, what can I control and what can't I control and really just bringing it into what do I have control over? Then let go of everything else. That's yeah. That's not for me right now. And do less to be more is like, just take the steps you need that week. I remember when you said you were going to put on your weekly commitments that you were going to watch two uninterrupted 90 minute segments of like Netflix with your kids and not have your phone near you. And I was like, or be doing anything. Yeah. No, or be doing anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. And we are definitely soul sisters in that way. Like, and I'm sure my family, like my husband, I'll be like staring at the, at the oiler game. And he's like, you look like you're so into this. I'm like, I literally have no idea what is happening. I have just made like 10 lists in my head. Like it's all the time. And he's like, I feel like you're present. I was like, I assure you, I am not present. I have (laughs) have already done so many things in my head, but when I do sit down with the kids, um, you know, like, I love that you had said that. And I think I just want to, I want you to recognize the power that you have in influencing other people. I don't feel like I'm that easily influenced to be totally Mm -hmm. honest. And from when I first met you, it was like, you're literally just an absolute powerhouse. And it's incredible to see how, how much influence you had on me in those moments where I would be pushed when I needed to be pushed. And then as soon as you were, you know, calming down, I was like, yeah, calming down feels good now that we've pushed for so long. (laughs) Thanks for the permission. But people are all as, as dumb as it is, we all do it, but we're all looking. And I don't mean permission in the way of like, 
should I go do this thing or whatever, but in how people live with freedom, with authenticity, um, Mm -hmm. with boldness and courage. Like I saw you white girl dance and like, I've tried to kind (laughs) of like hip hop rap a few times and I would like to do more of those, but today I don't know what I was watching. And it went onto one of your videos and I like was at the (laughs) stove doing something. And I walked back because I wanted to watch you do the sidewalk (laughs) through the, through the video. And I'm like totally howling. And so I think just don't ever lose track of the influence that you have, because when you show up that way, people want to emulate that. And it's a healthy thing. It feels like to me to a healthy way to live your life in the way of, um, the, the influence that you have. So I'm rambling now, but basically keep doing what you're do, doing, keep being brave and audacious in how you do it, because I think it's a, it's a really good thing for us to mimic. I wanted to ask you about creating something that grounds people and fosters peace of spirit, I would say, has got to be a great feeling. What part of building the business is the most fun for you? Yeah, that's a loaded question, but I really think the connection and building community, which I feel like almost seems funny to say in a pandemic when we're not able to see people in person. Right. But the connection online has really been an anchor for me as an extrovert losing that yeah ability to energize from people in person Mm -hmm. and yeah it's been huge so yeah that that's the best part it's really amazing it's amazing the support it's amazing the the reach that it's even with the online, again, I think that's a really big benefit that it's people that don't live within our immediate radius, that it would be ideal or practical for them to come to a class in my studio, but I'm getting the opportunity to meet and interact virtually through this platform. I think it's so fun too. I know I have a lot of people who are like, I'm so done with Zoom meetings and stuff. And (laughs) I still... I don't know. I still love, I still love the things I get to do. And I think, I think because I'm such a like thinker, um, I am a feeler, not a feeler. Like I'm a toucher. That sounds creepy. I'm a thinker. (laughs) I'm a thinker. And I love to like physically, you know, hug people and stuff, but I, I also have totally gotten so much out of it. It's been, it's been really, really good. And so, yeah, no, I totally get it. And there is, there is a sense of community. And for those of us looking for it, like that's, and if that's all we got, it's better than nothing, right? It's better than not having that. Um, but okay. Full stop. Think super big, no limitations or reason. You should be good at this. Um, (laughs) what do you dream Kula yoga will become? Yeah, I think just um, building out on kind of the foundation that's been established from this pandemic. So to be able to um, connect and serve through the different platforms. So being able to have classes in the studio space, Mm -hmm. to be able to run classes online, to continue to grow the YouTube platform and a big hairy audacious goal that is on my list. I would love to co-facilitate a wellness retreat sometime in the future. I would love to kind of expand when my kids are older and I have a little bit more space. I would love to get into more of the 
there's so many things I love it about it, but more of the whole lifestyle stuff, more about nutrition and natural wellness and just really dig into more education on that. Yeah, I mean, I could rattle stuff off for days. I'm sure the, list is, the list is always growing. <laughs> no, I yeah. love that. I, and I, and it's so funny because I just said to a girl today, cause I have wanted to do, and you were the first yoga teacher I thought of. Um, I was talking to a girl today because we would love to do, you know, kind of like a high end retreat for entrepreneurs on Vancouver Island. And I said, I'm like yoga, kayaking, keynote speakers, delicious food, and then great gifts and stuff they can take home. Like, so we already have a meeting. So her and I have a meeting uh, next week about it. Cause I said, let's have a, let's have a meeting and just brainstorm and see what happens. And she owns um, canvas candle company out of Vancouver. And she just is like really passionate about planning things like this. So I was like, okay. And so it's so funny when you say that, cause these things just all come together. Next thing you know, we'll have some sort of a retreat and you'll be our yoga teacher and it'll just be fantastic. Um, I want your advice myself and also for those who need to hear it. Um, there's, there's a feeling we all get when we go to create something new mm-hmm. that I shouldn't bother. This has been done. I shouldn't bother. There's yoga with Adrian. I shouldn't bother. There's Oprah. That's who I'm trying to be. Um, or Ellen or whatever. I said to someone today that I'm going to do a birthday giveaway week. And they're like, what are you Ellen DeGeneres? And I was like, I might be the next Ellen DeGeneres. You don't know that, <laughs> but there, there's this feeling like, why bother? Someone's already done it. What do you want to say to the person that's experiencing that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think for me, it's really leaning into your mess is your message. So it's that your sauce is unique and that what you have is not what someone else has. And I think even tying back to how ridiculous I am sometimes, or like a lot of the time, both in person classes in zoom and on YouTube, it's, I know that that's my secret sauce, that it's okay to just do that. And that there is that perfect practice out that well, perfect, whatever that looks like, but you know, where there is no humor and there is no, it doesn't feel like there's room for error. And, right. and that's, that's not me. And that's unique to me. And that's, something that I think resonates with people is just leaning into whatever it is. And I feel like the more aligned you become, the easier it is to just go with your most authentic self. And when you're putting that foot forward, I think people love it. Yeah. And I think I I remember at one point, whether it was coaching with Laura or working with you and JoLynn, one of my favorite things I would say to myself is that person who, you know, doesn't want to follow along or doesn't want to listen to the podcast or whatever. That's not my audience. Mm-hmm. It was just yep. like, it's just like a really freeing feeling to be like, oh, that's okay. That's just not my audience. You know, just like, right. yeah. Yeah. Right in my training, when I had taken my training, they had said, they had said, you're not going to be for everyone. So just yeah. know that like, some people you're not, you're not their teacher and you're just not meant for them. And that's okay. It's nothing to do with you. It's nothing to do with them. Yeah just not the match. And that's, that's super freeing to know that. Yeah. And so I think it's just so important. I think people, people hesitate to start because they don't know what to do next. And like you said, just take little steps, start, just start doing some of those things. Right. And so it's like, you start doing it, then you see how it aligns with you. And then you take another step and then you see how that aligns with you. Right. And then 
some of your Are direction you changes? The 20 seconds of courage? No. Yeah, so it's that, yeah, that you need 20 seconds of courage. So pretty much just pull it all in, go do it. And I feel like, I'm sure you can relate too, but even in, and I'll use my excellent dancing video as an example, cause it's fresh, but it was really scary to post that because it's so ridiculous. It, I know I'm, I'm sure you're like, well, you edited that. That was a bunch of takes to get those sleeve moves. No, it wasn't. It was one and I was committed to one and to post it, it was scary. But I was like, that's, I was feeling it. And I just, I don't want it to be edited and perfect. And it was 20 seconds of courage. And you know, you kind of feel like you're going to puke after, but that's it. Then you put it out there and it gets easier and it gets easier and it gets easier. Well, and I think when I first started recording videos, that was like in 20, for one of the last companies I worked at, I recorded like really funny, relatable insurance videos, believe it or not. And um, we would get tons and tons and tons of views. And it hit a point like a few years later where I was like, I kind of want to do this for myself and like not talk about glass coverage and collision. Like I want to, you know what I mean? Like talk about things that resonated with me. And so that was kind of something I just, but I was so nervous. And when I first started, I remember like always having to be eating something, which is also weird and awkward, but I would like record a video, like eating snap peas and talking. Um, and there's all these little things I would do where I'm always using my hands. Like I, I should sit on my hands anyway, but it's, it's funny how it changes <laughs> over time. And now I'm like the most comfortable person on video. Like it's literally like so natural and easy, but I was thinking I'm getting the opportunity. Um, like literally I've had two opportunities, one opportunity and now a future one to talk to teens. And immediately you're like, oh my gosh, like they're going to think I'm so lame. Like, how could I get up in front of teens? Like, what would I even wear? Like, obviously a center part and loose baggy jeans, but what, what would I do with myself? And then you're like, oh, wait a second. Like I just go as me. Like I don't need to be someone. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's calm again. And then I think like, I'm going to be I, I sang at my grade 12 graduation in front of 3000 people. And I remember being like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I know. And I had been in, in musical theater and I'd done other things, but every time the audience got bigger, you were terrified and then you did it and you didn't die. Right. So yeah. it's that whole thing where I'm like, so if I want to speak one day, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stand in front of some teenagers, 15 teenagers on zoom before I can ever stand in front of, you know, like a, a retreat of pe- of entrepreneurs you have to grow that courage muscle. And in your head, you're like, I want to have, do all these big things. And then you're like, wow, what's that messy middle look like? It's just showing up, just showing up over and over. Right. And doing your white girl dance or, and the other thing I think is you are an avid runner. You love to run. You love to move your body, obviously. But I used to say that the thing I loved so much about that super like burpees and like man makers and all like, hello, can we call this a woman maker too? But all (laughs) those different moves that are so tough. I used to think to myself, I loved the feeling of feeling so alive, panting, Mm -hmm. blood rushing through my veins. I get the same experience when I step out in business. I get the same feeling and it's so addictive. It's like that runner's high. It's so addictive. And so those people that look at us and are like, why can't they calm down? Because we're high on this. You guys, this just (laughs) keeps getting better. And you feel so powerful after that 20 seconds of courage and boldness, you just feel alive, right? You're like, I did that. My fear is just a line I stepped over. 
Yes, it's totally invigorating, invigorating. And I think it's, it's really encouraging and kind of starts to open up what's possible. Totally. Yeah, totally. So if you could describe your journey in one word, what would it be? Unexpected. Unexpected. That's like one of my favorite questions I ask people because the answers are always unexpected. (laughs) Unexpected. That's cool. What's the most unexpected for you? I didn't, I didn't see it playing out this way. I think I've always loved people and I'm very extroverted, but I didn't expect it would be something that's so transformative for me. Right. And that's really starting to, I just didn't think, I think I feel more aligned and more centered every single day, despite the, you know, the wildness around us right now. Yeah. And I think it's just, I didn't see it happening in this way. I never in a million years would have thought that I would be teaching yoga, that I would love meditation, that I would be discovering the power of breath and that I would be fired up about how much there is to learn and how much possibility there is for me to serve through this medium. Yeah. Personal development has played a huge role for you. Mm -hmm. Like where would you be without it? Yeah. Lost. I mean, like talking about my motto for 2021 to do less to be more, which in 36 years has never, I have always ran the opposite way of that. So to arrive at that point where I'm recognizing that I can be more intentional and more focused about where and how I'm expending my energy so that I am able to show up differently for the people in my life is wild. And it was a long ride to get there. But a worthy ride, long ride, but a worthy ride. Okay. So online we can find you on YouTube at Kula Yoga Monica. Yeah. Kula yoga with Monica. Kula yoga with Monica. And, um, as well on Instagram, I recommend everybody goes and gives you a follow. Cause you're just a blast and you're always doing giveaways. You're, you're like very, well, you're Monica. <laughs> just yeah, pull, pull a Monica. Totally. One of my love languages. I love gifts. Yeah. That's <laughs> your love language. That's good. And, um, we all benefit from that. So also, also not a bad thing. And how can we support your business? Yeah, go check me out on YouTube and subscribe to my channel. That would be phenomenal. Hang out with me on Instagram. Share it with a friend. Yeah, share it with a friend. I love to do a class because you do post, which I can't figure out because I couldn't figure out that in the past, but you post it so I can, um, I can show my friends to the class I did today. You know, if I did something with my low back or whatever, I can say like, Hey, go try this. And I mean, most people are working out these days and then they need, they need these, these, they need as much. I always say as much as you do strength and cardio, you need to stretch. Right. So probably more. And I think even as we age even more, um, I'm only 38, so I'm pretty, pretty young and fresh, but no, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being on here. I just love you. I thank you for the impact you have on my life. And thanks for being on the podcast, Monica.
Oh, and I love you back. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that was so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Please click subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share it with everyone you know, and I will be back here next week with more stories, more courage, more vulnerability, and just a little more Jody to brighten your day.